Welcome to Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. Hey, the Recipe Club section on our Major Domo Media Discord got a huge makeover and is now live. You can find out all about the recipes and ingredients ahead of time, and you can cook along. If you've been following this season, you know we're using this new wheel of death that provides the constraints under which we have to cook. You can spin your own little wheel on the Discord, send us the results of your cooking, and potentially win prizes and uh, something we're calling Major Domo Media. No, what are we calling it? Major, Major Domo, Domo Gold. Major Domo Gold. The non NFT NFT. <laughs> the non NFT currency. Which is actually a real coin. We're giving you <laughs> real bouillon coins. Yes. If you send us a picture of your recipe, Dave Chang will personally put some coins in an envelope and ship them to you. This is a. The gold may or may not be fake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, join the Discord. People are cooking. They're they're going crazy. They're following the wheel and doing all this stuff. So I gotta say, I'm not that impressed. <laughs> they gotta try harder. Discord is also gonna be the only place you can vote for this season's winners and, and uh, awards. And, and all it's the only things. place where you can get Tiger Parented. I mean, you can also get Tiger Parented right here on Recipe Club. <laughs> Literally right here on Recipe Club. <laughs> uh, and that voice you heard is our special guest this week. My name is Chris Ying. I'm here with Dave Chang. And the guest is Priya Krishna, the OG wedgie, the first, the first and uh, original. Is she, is she the two-time champion? Are you the two-time champion? No, Rachel won one season. No, Rachel. Rachel oh, won one season. Oh, let's talk about Rachel. <laughs> Dave, Dave. <laughs> Dave has What's a going new, on with Rachel? Well, she's not very happy with me, and I'm not very happy with her. <laughs> when you listen to the ground beef episode, Frio, when that drops, uh, you will find that he has a new nemesis on Recipe Club. Wow, I'm frankly relieved. <laughs> I could I could use a little a little uh, of the spotlight being taken off. But of Rachel me as, as a nemesis, nemesis is more more vengeful. She's a she's an enemy that is like really black in the heart. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I you know dark, Dave, there's a real I, darkness. Rachel, Rachel Rachel always, very, yeah. it's always been lighthearted hate, you know, mm. and 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 like a positive rage. But with with Rachel, I I don't see any of those things. I think that, it's a heart of darkness. I think I think yeah. I think Priya <laughs> is pretty as as uh, I don't want to say conniving. No, <laughs> I want to say think, yeah. No, Priya demonstrates. Just high, high intelligence and understanding of game theory. That's just very, very amazing. It's just I'm I'm, I'm always in awe of her game theory. But you know Great she's playing. Player. You know she's playing the game. Whereas with Rachel, you think, oh, serious? She's she might be stabbing me here. I I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's so mad about the last episode. Let's hope we end this one on the same note. Uh, we're talking about cream cheese today, Priya. But before we get into that. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. 
car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This is your first episode of the season. What have you been up to? Give us give us an update from the, the Priya Krishna world. Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, I am f- making the finishing touches on Priya's Kitchen Adventures, which comes out in the spring. Um, I'm really excited about the book. It looks really great. All the photos look great. Chris, your photos, look, your recipes look great. Um, <laughs> Is it I, next spring? Next spring you're talking about this book. Next out. spring. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Next spring. Um, I am giving a speech at my alma mater and trying to impart some kernels of wisdom, but feeling real imposter syndrome about it. Like, you know, I'm speaking to a room full of Asian American students and like really like, I don't know. Like you just never feel wise when you're asked to give wisdom to people. You know that feeling? No. No. <laughs> Dave simply cannot relate. Um, you don't understand when I'm the, the the actual person that has imposter syndrome that is an imposter. <laughs> it's not a syndrome. Yeah, it's, it's just true. a state of being. Yeah. He's just an imposter. So he truly knows yeah. himself. That's what he's saying. He doesn't have he doesn't suffer from imposter syndrome because he just knows he is an imposter. Um, you've been eating anything wonderful, Priya? Cooking anything wonderful? Seth give you anything to eat? Seth has been really, really busy. And so I just like, I threw this big dinner party last weekend and I just like did all of my mom's greatest hits. Like I did mutter paneer. I did dal with caramelized onions. I made this like, like onion chaat masala jam and like put it into like coated it, coated rice with it. I made salad. I made, uh, alu gobi, um, I made scallion raita, like I charred scallions and made it into raita. I just like roguely decided to go all out. And it was one of those moments where I was like, damn, this cookbook is great. Indianish, (laughs) it it hits. There's no real imposter syndrome there. (laughs) That's just called confidence syndrome. (laughs) Yeah, what is the opposite of imposter syndrome? Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like I hadn't cooked from, I hadn't like, I hadn't made uh, like a big spread from Indianish in a really long time. And it was like nice to be like, oh, sweet. Like, what a, what, good, again, good this book. is the, the genius of Priya, a beautiful, <laughs> really sneaky organic plug. Was it sneaky, Dave? Because I literally, I think I said, hey, how's Seth? And she said, oh, Indianish is an amazing cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you can turn this week's uh, theme ingredient into a Priya Krishna plug. We are cooking with cream cheese. And if you Google cream cheese recipes, you're going to receive 451 million results. A lot of homemade cream cheese recipes, which I think we can all agree is. Priya, also, this is a fact that's not on Google. Did you know where cream cheese was invented? The real, real city that invented cream cheese. Uh, ooh, can I get like a continent? 
It's in North America. It's in North America, yeah. It's 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 surprising. <laughs> yeah, just Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna since you said North America, I'm gonna guess like Vancouver. <laughs> close. So close in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Seattle invented oh. cream cheese. No way back way. in the 1700s, before <laughs> Lewis and Clark. At least that's what one would be led to believe if they ate a Seattle hot dog, yeah. <laughs> which for some reason comes with cream cheese on which it. Which is the best iteration of all any dish using cream cheese. It's the Seattle hot dog. I'm getting, come at me, Seattle. <laughs> fucking come at me. I'm getting puzzled looks from all over the studio, including from Priya. Dave and no, I No, actually, I... I did know this because it's in Worst of Lucky Peach. No, it's not. It's this is this is a it misinformation is campaign. The book that I never read. That we are both <laughs> we are both we are both promoting and fighting the misinformation campaign because it makes no sense, Priya. Why is the Seattle hot dog? Why does the Seattle hot dog have cream cheese and grilled onions on it? What does what oh. does cream cheese and onion say about Seattle? That it aspires to be Philadelphia. <laughs> And it aspires yeah. to have the Philadelphia Eagles roster. Um, cream. <laughs> He's so mad about Philadelphia's draft, too. Uh, cream cheese recipes, 450 mil- 50 million on Google. A lot of dips, a lot of homemade cream cheeses, a lot of frostings, a lot of chicken recipes. So you're telling me on the internets, there's 451 million people or pers- like. Someone typed in 451 million entries regarding cream cheese. I think as you get deeper into that, you're going to just find some less relevant searches that are just like. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of hits. I don't think there's if your question is, are there actually 451 million distinctive cream cheese recipes on the Internet? Probably not. But as a measure, a lot of recipes for cream cheese. Okay, it's a measure of popularity. Here's another measure of popularity. According to the Oxford Companion Food Companion, cream cheese accounts for a quarter of all American cheese consumption. What? That's crazy. Crazy, right? Holy shit. Yeah. I did not expect that. The average American consumes 2.86 pounds of cream cheese per year. And this number has been growing since 2019. 2021 total soft cream cheese sales. $238 million, people. That's a lot do of you all cheese. keep do you all keep cream cheese in your fridge? I, I leave mine on the windowsill. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Uh, do you want to know what makes cream cheese cream cheese though? Xanthanko. <laughs> I think it probably has it, but carrageenan. Mm-hmm. Good old carrageenan. Stabilizers. Call it, oh, that that futuristic molecular gastronomy. <laughs> God, I hate it. I can't believe I can't. people would cook with that stuff. These motherfuckers are eating it all the time. Two point nine pounds yeah. a year. Yeah. Uh, do I keep cream when cheese? When I meant the mother effers, I mean the people that are highly critical of modern gastronomy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those dum-dums. <laughs> Who don't believe that they're uh, benefiting from it. Uh, we probably only have it when it's left over from a recent you know, bagel situation. We don't generally keep cream cheese on its own. What about you? My family used to keep cream cheese in the house, but I would... This is so disgusting. I like would eat it by the spoonful. Uh, I loved cream cheese. Like I would take a wheat thin and just put like this much cream cheese on top. And the wheat thin was basically just a vehicle for me to eat straight. Cream I was cheese. I was so proud of you until you said the wheat thin part. Because I'm, I'm all about, I feel that cream cheese 
Dave's a little distracted right now. So I'm going to say this to you, Priya. I think you can just eat cream cheese with a spoon. I think it's okay. Yes. Oh my, it's delicious. Cream cheese with a spoon is amazing. I would rather eat cottage cheese. You are that Oh my God. No, I love cream cheese, but what? it's not something I eat like yogurt. You guys are weird. <laughs> That's just straight weird. So good. Cream like cheese Philadelphia incredible. specifically. I mean, that's as just... weird as having like a weird foot fetish. <laughs> Sometimes I like to eat cream cheese off of feet. Uh, <laughs> what? what uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, cream cheese. This is an opportunity for Priya to have her poop joke right now. No, no, no. <laughs> let's, let's leave it Just there. wait. It's, it's coming. All right. We, we talked about a couple of things just now. There's a lot of cream cheese, like homemade cream cheese recipes. Is cream cheese like Heinz ketchup where really anybody who's trying to do something more than the Philadelphia stuff should stop? Or am I wrong? Yes. Yes. Nobody should make cream cheese. great. Unless it's uh, like a grocery store type of thing that's white labeled. But Philadelphia is the only city that can lay claim to cream cheese. Hmm. Right. I think the the Philadelphia brand of cream cheese, I mean, it's just one of those things where people try to do a, you know, artisanal version, a Sir Kensington's R.I.P. version of cream cheese. And I'm just I don't want it. Can I give a big shout out to the original Philadelphia cream cheese package? Because it's a giant F.U. Are we talking about the block? The block with the foil thing <laughs> that says oh, it gives yeah. you instructions of how to open it up and it gives yep. you like oh my God. each measurement Horrible. or this is a tablespoon. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a practical joke. It's like it's a block for a, it's a, with a soft product inside where the lines are supposed to be. Yeah, it's a total joke. Yep. The only the only reason why I think it's genius on their part is I probably have to throw away 30% of the cream cheese just because I can't yep. get it yeah. out of the stupid and foil. You know what's also yep. a joke from the Philadelphia cream cheese brain trust? When you're in college, remember in college you would get those bagels because people eat bagels. There's two things that people eat in college when they discover food. Thai food and bagels. Thai food, <laughs> Thai food and bagels. Yep. Right. Um, and the Philadelphia cream cheese in the packets, right? Mm-hmm. You yep. get a bagel and you get one of those packets and you try to smother it on or then it came uh, in a yeah. cup. Both of those are <laughs> impossible to use. Putting putting the plastic knife yeah. in the in the yeah, thing so and stupid. trying to get it out is just I mean they're horrible. just they're just real pranksters. So, so the yeah, the little the little tub of the little mini tub of cream cheese yeah. is why I started just like an animal just ripping off a piece of bagel and then scooping the cream oh, cheese out. Oh, 100%. That's or how the two too. of you guys would imagine when you guys were at like a you know two-hour class on like a 2 p.m. on a Monday and you're hungry and you missed lunch, you have like five or six of those in your pocket and you just pop them in your mouth like jello shots. <laughs> Maybe we did. Maybe we That's did. gross. Maybe we did. Maybe, Maybe we just we a little did, Nutella did. on top. Yeah. <laughs> I remember walking into the, the, the Lucky Peach office in New York and just ripping off a piece of bagel and scooping cream cheese and all those New Yorkers looked at me like I was some kind of wild animal. And I was like. Except me. I know. Because you know. You know how it goes. Because I, uh, I know. Yeah. Two real New Yorkers here. Let's play. Let's play. <laughs> let's play a quick game before we get into the, the business at hand. Rank for me from worst to best flavored cream cheeses. Scallion cream cheese, number one. That that yes. that, that honey oh, walnut uh, thing that should be an abomination. Really good. 
Really good. The only it's a little bit like rum raisin one. ice cream. You're like, I don't know why I like this, but it's good. The only good sweet cream cheese, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Anything, I, I like even in an appetizing section cheese. in a deli. For those that don't know, a lot of New York bodegas and appetizing bagel places will offer you the lox cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Only tourists get that shit. Don't yeah. don't get that. It is Damn. it is so bad. It is it's just the sort worst of like thing dried possible. out little ends of no, and it's yeah. like flavored with the same company that makes truffle oil. It's terrible. Now Priya just said she's into the strawberry. I figures. <laughs> I love scallion cream cheese, and that is absolutely my number one. I also love plain cream cheese. I think there's like something to be said about just plain cream cheese. But for whatever reason, strawberry cream cheese, I don't hate it as much as it's in this I podcast probably right should. <laughs> I mean, here's my logic on strawberry cream cheese or any flavored cream cheese. And this is what should be the rule of law on this. Any cream cheese flavor should be something that you would eat normal cream cheese with the topping of the flavor. So would you eat a cream cheese bagel with straw- sliced strawberries on top? Would you know you? what? Maybe. No, that I, I, I totally mean, Absolutely yeah. not. That's that's insane. That's, when I eat one with scallions, one thousand percent. What do you like even, a, a, a bagel with cream cheese and then strawberry jam? That'd be delicious. Here's the thing: the only possible bagel you could eat strawberry cream cheese with is a plain bagel, which I don't even want. You can't or put that on any, raisin. You want strawberry cream cheese on cinnamon raisin bagel? Yeah, it what, sounds what crazy, you, but it works. What kind of flavor combination is that? That's inc- that's insane. That's, a, that's I have crazy. to say, my mom loves cinnamon raisin bagels, and that is like a fine. But I bet she eats it with plain I've inherited cream. from her. But you I bet she eats it with plain cream listen, cheese. If you happen to be one of those deranged lunatics, except your mom, because your mom is beautiful and I love her, so she's the one exception <laughs> to the rule. Priya's mom is just just amazing. She's the Mona. She's the Mona Lisa, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, outside of her, any lunatic that decides to get a cinnamon raisin bagel, you can get one once every two years, right? And if you can, you can only get it with butter. That's I think it. you're allowed to have it one time, and then <laughs> that's it. No, that's it. every once in a while, I, it's okay. Like an eclipse, you can get it every eclipse. I, you know, if there was, if there were a bag of a dozen mixed bagels. I would. That would be the last thing I would possibly touch: the cinnamon raisin bagel. Now, two more flavored cream cheeses, though. I know you're not coming with me on this, but I'm a sun dried tomato man. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and I'm a jalapeno yeah, man. Yeah, date- a jalapeno. Ah, that I, I take it all back. Thank you for putting me on place, Chris Yang. That is the that is the LeBron James goat. <laughs> A flavor cream cheeses. It is. It's, it's a, it was such an obvious answer that I didn't even think about it. It is the best. I love jalapeno cream cheese, and I love sun-dried tomato cream cheese. There's my girl. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't do this podcast. <laughs> sun-dried tomatoes. Like, you guys aren't even like – you guys are like non white people too. cream cheese tastes <laughs> There's only one. yum-yum in my tum-tum. Most ethnic groups and immigrants have never even – what happened to you guys? We, I think we, provo- we created the sun-dried the sun tomato is an immigrant product. No. You're not allowed to like sun-dried tomatoes. Sun-dried tomatoes. 
but they're so delicious. No, and they're not salty delicious. And, yes, uh, they are. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I specifically said sun-dried tomato cream cheese on board. I'm not, I'm not just like snacking on sun-dried tomatoes. That's not a thing. Well, upsetting. I am. <laughs> He's so anti. It's insane. It's just. Sun-dried tomatoes were good for the first American natives that were, like, trying to store food for the winter, right? But once you have refrigeration, guess what? No need to eat sun-dried tomatoes. We are we are a Mennonite household. We don't have refrigeration, yeah. so that's why we eat some sun-dried <laughs> tomatoes. Everybody knows what cream cheese is. Um, I'm not no, gonna no they don't. <laughs> Most people don't know what cream is cheese is. Is that true? You guys, do people not know what cream cheese is? So... Cream cheese to me is one is a is a weird thing that is as popular as it is. I'm always surprised when sort of sourish flavors are popular in America, but the tanginess of cream cheese is you know originally from lactic acid bacteria. Uh, it's it's cream and milk fermented cheese. Most, and it was made in upstate New York. Made in upstate New York. Most of the cream cheese you eat is, as Dave pointed out, stabilized with either uh, carrageenan or uh, a variety of gums. I believe it's it. pronounced carrageenan. Karaginan. Karaginan. <laughs> we pronounce it in Japan. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's it's a relatively new invention. 1870s I have here in my, in my oh, notes. Wow. So... Uh, wildly popular here in this country, and we got a fair number of results for, uh, or sorry, results, uh, submissions from you listeners out there for various cream cheese recipes. Old Brendan McQueenie, who sent in the barbecue sauce recipe, sent in a scallion cheese puffs recipe. Catherine Cunningham sent in cream cheese sausage crescent nuggets. We have cream cheese chili crunch canapes from Garrett Frankamp. Chicken stew with spinach and artichoke from Sam Leist. Tuna Romanoff. Uh, old family cheesecake recipe. Oh, we didn't even... Did you consider cheesecake? Yeah, I considered cheesecake. Where are you on cheesecake? I can't remember. It's delicious. Yeah, cheesecake Cheesecake's rocks. great. Cheesecake's the best. Um, and like... Oh, unlike all, Unlike <laughs> all the food magazines that only make Basque cheesecakes now. Yeah, can, can, we, can we just chill with the Basque cheesecake, though? Oh, you know what the next one that all the food media is going to write about? Japanese style. That's coming. That's right. coming. It's coming. It's coming. Soon to be on a magazine cheesecake. cover. But but the Basque cheesecake is the black and blue steak of cheesecakes, right? Is that basically what it is? It's just burnt on the outside and undercooked on the inside, basically. I don't know. Anyway, you know uh, what I like to eat? Cheesecake. cheesecake. New York you know, cheesecake. You know what's the rage in Basque country right now? New York cheesecake. <laughs> Uh, Greer cheese dip, spinach dip, all sorts of dips. We had some mashed potatoes from Janet Cohn. Uh, Carolyn Sutter sent in her mom's <laughs> cheesecake. Papria. We got a lot of cheesecakes. Listen, no offense, Priya. These are all like you, you, you could have chosen so many winners here <laughs> for recipe right off the bat. Why did you choose this one? The Donaire. Well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd rather tuna Romanoff sounds awesome. So I knew I knew that I knew that you would want to do the tuna Romanoff. So I was like, no, David. Chicken find a way stew to with spinach and artichoke. No I can what. only imagine that that is like spinach artichoke dip with chicken. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing. But like I'll have the spinach put, artichoke put, dip and the chicken supplement, please. <laughs> Good old 
Halifax, Nova Scotia. <laughs> All right, let the let the woman let the woman defend her choice. You chose a Halifax Donair dip. This uh, dish actually has nothing to do with my personal like heritage. I'm half Filipino and half Persian, um, but I married probably the whitest guy on earth. <laughs> so his family uh, is from Prince Edward Island, which is this tiny, tiny, tiny little province. It's the smallest province in all of Canada. Um, it's an island that's about one sixth of the size of Vancouver Island, if that makes sense to and, and folks who are listening to this podcast outside of Canada. Um, but in PEI and in that whole area of Canada called the Maritimes, uh, there's this really uh, well-loved dish called a Halifax Donaire. And I'm like, the beginnings of this food are like kind of nebulous. The story is that like there was a large wave of immigration, I believe, from Lebanon to Nova Scotia, which is where Halifax is. Um, and as all good things do, some delicious food started coming out of that situation. So um, folks started making what's called Halifax Donaire, which is like kind of similar to a gyro or a traditional Turkish Donaire. Uh, but what makes it different is that there is a sauce on it called Donaire sauce, which is basically sweetened condensed milk <laughs> with like the tiniest whisper of spice in it. Um, so yeah, so it's like a really beloved street food. You like eat it when you're drunk at two in the morning when you eat the best foods. Um, and this dish is like the deconstructed dip version of that, that I first had probably about like nine or 10 years ago when my now husband's cousin made it for us at a Thanksgiving dinner and I tasted it and I was like, this is the rest of my life. I know who I am forever and always. <laughs> and so I've yeah I've been making it for a little while and people always enjoy it. When I take it to parties, they're always curious at first. And then in about 10 minutes, the whole dish is gone. So cream cheese was my last choice ingredient. And I was like, I feel like this is going to be like the most chaotic ingredient that I get. So I kind of wanted to make a chaotic choice that would throw all of us off our game. Like the spinach artichoke stew, I feel like would have been like well-trodden territory for you guys. Cheesecakes. Same thing. Uh, tuna Romanoff just felt too Dave. So I was just like, I'm not going to do that. I was like, I'm going to do something that's like out of everyone's comfort zone. Can you imagine how awesome it would be, Chang, right now to be to think right now, I have part of a cheesecake left at home that I could go home and eat. Right yeah, now. not only that, like, man, Gruyere cheese dip, <laughs> just another spinach dip. Thanksgiving mashed potatoes with cream cheese. That's a great idea. Thank you, Janet. Um, <coughs> scallion cheese puffs. You know what I'm really, really intrigued by? Cream cheese, cheese sausage, sausage crescent, crescent nuggets. nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Yeah, that, that recipe literally screams Dave and Chris. That is like... Because like, we like I, awesome? Like, oh, I want to yeah. eat that so bad. Oh exactly. Like... This is All supposed these- to encourage people to eat delicious things, you know? <laughs> so I thought this too, and I want to defend Priya here because I thought the same thing. I was like, oh my God, Priya has become chaotic evil. She's chosen something totally crazy. And then Gabby, our producer, I was complaining about this to her, and she said to me, I don't know, this sounds awesome. <laughs> so maybe Dave and I are just wrong to love cream cheese sausage crescent nuggets although we're not i mean is is, like, is donaire the olivia rodrigo of <laughs> just cream cheese recipes we're that we just aware. don't know anything about well it's also like this is a really this is a use for cream cheese that was unfamiliar to me it allowed all of us to like learn a little bit about a food from canada underrepresented <sighs> on recipe club <laughs> yeah 
And for good reason. So, and uh, I don't know. We're making a podcast here. I don't stand here. with we that throw statement. That's terrible. <laughs> I love Canada. I've been Canada many, 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 many times. My work visa in Canada still works. How many provinces are there in Canada, guys? Three. Priya? Close no, there, no, 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 no. There's Northern Territory. Ten. There's British Columbia. There's Quebec. And then there's uh, Ontario. So four. What'd you say, Priya? I said 10. There are 10 provinces in How Canada. How the fuck do you know that? Guess. That was a pure guess. Pure guess. All right, moving on. All right, let's let's parse this recipe. Let's, this is called. Let's let's not let's not poop on this recipe. We haven't even talked about it yet. It is a Halifax yes. Donair dip. So let's parse that. Halifax is a what city uh, in Nova Scotia on the east coast of Canada? Is that true? Halifax is a city, I think, maybe a province. Donair is a sandwich. It's a donor kebab. I think it's from the same root. Donair in Halifax was introduced by a Greek immigrant um, who originally started serving like Euro style sandwiches. And, and do you know why Greeks started selling Euro sandwiches? Why? Ottoman Empire. Yeah, right. So this is they and all the, share and, the, and the people fleeing and residing for persecution to Greece. Right. And they made their way all the way to Halifax. Uh, <laughs> For whatever reason, but the Halifax Donair, this this sort of late night staple, uh, Mahalia tells us is the official food of Halifax. It is kind of unique in in uh, Canada. It's recognizable to all of us, right? It's it's a flatbread with a you know force meat sliced thin, onions, tomatoes, and then this sort of signature sauce which is a dairy-based evaporated or condensed milk sweet garlic sauce that they drizzle all over the top. That is the Halifax Donaire. And what Mahalia has sent us is a dip version of it that her now husband's cousin, I'm, I'm wondering if her husband's cousin. Yeah, I'm glad you were stumped by that as well. But can, can I just appreciate the in this recipe what, what she does very, again, in a very Priya way as well. Like mm. it, when I say Priya, like a very subtle way of trying to state something that she wants it to be well known. She's like, I am half Filipino and half Persian, but I'm married to the whitest guy <laughs> on earth. So don't ever assume that I had anything to do with this recipe. <laughs> yes, this is like this from Mahalia. It was pure, pure, pure deflection it was just, hey, 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 hey. I recognize this as some white shit, <laughs> just so you know, just so you know. Uh, but I guess her now husband's cousin, I'm still having trouble parsing that part of it, introduced this dip at Thanksgiving dinner in which they have just taken the flavors of the Halifax Donaire and turned them into kind of a cheesy baked dip. So I'll run through the original recipe really quick, and then we'll get into how each of us prepared it. So... Uh, Mahalia's recipe has us make Donair sauce. This is the the signature sauce they put on the Donair sandwich, which includes one can of sweetened condensed milk, a third of a cup of white vinegar, and a teaspoon of garlic powder. You mix that, you set that aside, and then you make the dip by sautéing ground beef with oregano, cayenne, paprika, garlic powder, onion powder, salt and pepper. You mix that all together with uh, eight ounces of cream cheese, half a cup of mozzarella, and a cup of that doner sauce. You stick it in the oven. You bake it. You suppose, you're suppose you supposed to top it with onions and tomatoes, although that wasn't in the ingredients list, so I forgot to do that. 
and then you dip tortilla chips in it. That is the recipe as submitted. But for anybody who's been following on this season of Recipe Club, you know we are complicating things for ourselves a little bit. And we all had to take a spin on the wheel of death, which sits behind Dave and myself here, to receive uh, restrictions under which we had to make this Halifax Donair dip. So Priya, you spun the wheel and you landed on keto. So you had to prepare the Halifax Donair dip by keto rules, which means... Uh, mostly protein, fat, and extremely limited carbs, if any. Uh, Dave spun the wheel and got pantry only. Shelf stable. Which means he could only use shelf stable ingredients. Uh, And we are being sticklers for this shit. If you listen to the last episode with Rachel, you will see the root of many hurt feelings was the stickler nature of of our rules this season. Just remember, nobody's above the law, including an Ivy League-educated, best-selling <laughs> author like Rachel Kong, who gets invited to very cool writer retreats. Nobody's above the law. Right, Rachel? <laughs> no, but it's, there's a new sheriff in town. Uh, and I spun the wheel, and I got Lux for the second time this season, so I had to spend a 150- hundred. The second time? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had to take this dish that is pretty stony and pretty cheap and spend $150 making it. So let's start with the guest of honor, Priya. You drew keto. How did you make your donair dip? Um, I really had no idea what the keto diet was. I thought it was the same thing as paleo, but, you know, it's not. Uh, and the first thing that Chris did when I spun this was like, Google is cream cheese keto. Turns out, Cream cheese is super keto. Super annoying. Um, super it actually annoying. turns out that this recipe is like pretty pretty keto as it is. Um, the only things that are not keto are the sweet and condensed milk and the tortilla chips that you eat it with. So I figured that uh, I was think, trying to think of like, because like sugar is really a no-no on the keto diet. And so I was like, what's something that is like, naturally sweet and can like bring the like luxness of sweetened condensed milk. That's not just like straight up like cream or just like condensed milk. And so I swapped the condensed milk for coconut milk. Um, And then the second thing I did, I was trying to think of like a sub for tortilla chips. And so I like went to the grocery store, like the chip aisle. And I was like, maybe there's some cool, like no carb chip. And it turns out that even the chips that advertise themselves as low carb have like one gram less of carbs than like regular chips. Hey, hey, like hey, diet let's, chips let's, let's are hairs here. That counts. That counts. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, you know, limited to no carbs. So I was like, okay, fuck. Like I even, I was thinking like I can put it on pasta and use chickpea pasta, chickpea pasta full of carbs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like people think that chickpea pasta like has no carbs and it's all protein. It's very carby. So no chickpea pasta. I literally looked at every pasta, every cracker. And then a thought popped into my mind, which was like, duh, why don't I just like bake this in vegetables and just like do like stuffed vegetables. And then the vegetable is the chip substitute. And like all the like dip stuff has a place to go and bake. And, you know, we offset the like beefy, cream, cheesy, intense flavor with like, some nice roasted vegetables. So I decided to stuff it into veggies and bake it and make 
Donair dip stuffed vegetables with coconut milk. Um, I want to get some more granular detail on this, but I want to ask you a quick question, Priya. As somebody who was in debate club, you, I've always wondered this. What do you feel when you're delivering your argument and you see the, po- the opponent on the other side, in this case, Dave, start scri- scribbling furiously on his notepad? Does that make you feel confident? Is that like, is he sort of uh, sending a message to you? Are you? Does it, did it affect you at all to see him scribbling down notes as you're, as this you're talking? I, this is what I, I put down, Priya. Just, just drew a big heart. I, I, drew, even, a big, I, I drew a big heart. Read. It's a big heart. But do you know what I'm talking about, Priya? Like when I, I you're said, debating, somebody I said, is scribbling. I, I heart Priya Krishna. <laughs> this is not what he was writing. It's not what he was writing. Uh, no, 100%. And you just have to learn to tune it out because it's like, are they doing that because they're trying to intimidate you or are they doing that because they genuinely have an argument to make? Um, or I just want to yeah, express my admiration. <laughs> I'm looking at his screen. He's, he's around, you know, the things and he, he was doing the facial expression of, oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You think that's going to be, oh, whoa, dude, this is a lot of people wanted the drama. I'm highlighting the drama for them. <laughs> Listen, I'm just bringing, I'm just highlighting. You better it. be careful. Fox News might fire you what? too. Chris is like producing me and Dave. He's like, I want this to be the big rivalry this season. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to plant the seeds. What vegetables did you stuff with your donair dip? Uh, I did stuffed red bell peppers. And then I did, uh, as an homage to a vegetable Dave hates, portobello mushrooms. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh how did how did this all turn out how did it go over okay honestly it was like I, okay there's ultimately great the donair sauce with the coconut milk tasted really weird like pre-bake <laughs> uh-huh. and i was like i feel like it's missing the sweetness of the coconut milk so i was like oh i'll do honey and then seth who apparently is like an expert on the keto diet was like honey is super not keto like you cannot use honey. So I had some like packets of Splenda. Splenda apparently is keto. So I like sweetened it with a little bit of Splenda to like offset the tang of the white vinegar because without that sweetness, like it's very tangy, like it's super, super acidic. Um, huh. And that huh. helped a little bit, but I, my donair sauce was like a little questionable. I will say once it was baked in with everything else, it was totally delicious. And the vegetables on the bottom actually did a lot in terms of just like cutting through just like the very intense richness of the dip itself. And like, I don't know, giving it something to stand on flavor wise. Like I think roasted portobello mushrooms are delicious. I think roasted peppers are really delicious. Like there's like earthiness, sweetness. It's just like made it feel a little bit heftier and more like a meal and more complex. Like I felt like I tur- turned this dip into like a thing I could eat for dinner. Um, and I felt pretty content with myself. You're a, you're a diet soda drinker. Where are you? I've never asked you this. Where are you on sort of the Splendas and NutraSweets and artificial sweeteners? I'm trying. I don't use it in my coffee. I don't like it, the flavor of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coke Zero and Diet Coke, they're, they they use, you know, ambrosia. They use something magical. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't that, taste that, art, that taste of the packet does not translate to the soda for you know, sure. If oh, I yeah. if I did believe in a god, I would believe in that god. <laughs> the one who created Diet Coke. Diet Coke. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. 
Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So you're doing, Dave. Dave's uh, task here was shelf stable only so we and, just start and, with like and i'm that? allowed to buy three ingredients that are also shelf staple i think you're that we eliminate that you can buy as much as oh you really want well I, I limited it to three anyway oh so wow. where were your where were your problem spots right off the bat and what, what was the approach here i didn't see any problems well ground beef i just mean in terms of like translating this to so to one thing i did so translating this recipe I knew that I could get dehydrated dairy products because these are things that I've used before and introduced me many, many years ago to from Wiley Tosi. I mean, <laughs> Wiley Dufresne, who includes <laughs> Christina Tosi. Wiley Tosi. And Tosi would use things like corn powder to make her corn cookies more punchy. And like dairy, powdered dairy is a secret weapon in many things. It, it, you know, okay. if you wanted to add that to um, sauces or brown butter, milk solids, uh, powdered milk is just a, a sick thing to have. So if, I just knew that there would be powdered cheese because you, guess what? There's powdered cheese and macaroni. So I knew that was going to be available. And I didn't know if it was going to be cream cheese. So I was ready to make my own cream cheese with powdered dairy if need be. Hmm. Right? Because you wow. can. Um, and I can recreate a lot of that tartness. But I was like, oh, what I did not know is even though I theory it should be there, was powdered cream cheese, and I found it. So oh. I bought a 1.5 kilo bag of it. And uh, <laughs> and I also bought mozzarella, because that's what it asked for. 1.5 kilos of powdered cream cheese. Like, so and, and, and powdered mozzarella? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and okay. I also took a box of macaroni and cheese and took out the powdered cheddar. But the reason why I, I was ready to use it if it didn't taste like anything when I made it all, I didn't do that because I also didn't want to turn it orange. Hmm. It was it was definitely going to do it. I, I you know I if I had a white powdered cheese thing, I probably would have done that. Yeah. The meat thing, uh, I I thought maybe I'll just go and buy um, Mountain View or whatever. There there's a bunch of camping ground beef. Yeah. I read a lot of the reviews, and the people that tended to write glowingly or talk positively about ground beef. I went down a rabbit hole as well about who these people were. And I said, I could not associate myself with them. 
<laughs> you follow the IP addresses of people yeah, posting like, positively about shit, Graham Yeah, no, man, I can't like this stuff. Um, you, didn't, you, you didn't want to be associated with And then with the I saw another voice. person just popping ground beef into their mouth, like freeze-dried. And I said, no, 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 oh, Lord, no, 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 no. And I just thought having, again, a two pounds of freeze-dried ground beef for 69 to $72 is like 20 pounds of ground beef, real life. Jesus. And I just, I, I didn't want to be wasteful that, for that end. But I did have biltong in my, uh, my pantry. So I was like, huh, biltong is probably one of the cleanest air-dried beef things out there because it's just basically salt. Mm-hmm. Jerky has too much shit, too mm-hmm. much sugar as well, whatever, even though I'm not doing keto. So I took biltong. I was like, huh, I've never done this before, but I'm going to soak it. And I, I soaked it in an any day, and I was surprised at how quickly it soaked up water. Like how quick? How? Like in 30 minutes, it started to get pretty soft and wow. expand. Like it was like one of those wow. toy sponge things. Oh, it was absorbing. Absorbing it water wow, at wow, a rapid wow. okay. rate. And I thought my plan was to let it absorb, and then I was going to microwave it. But I never needed to microwave it. I just let it sit in the water for about three to four hours, and then it got super plump. I'm sure that if I let it to continue to soak, it would have just like, Become a disgusting mass of meat. <laughs> it would have become sentient. Yeah, <laughs> taking yeah. over the house. Um, and I, I honestly, I tasted it, and I was like, "Oh, tastes pretty good." It looked terrible, but tasted pretty good. So I, I chopped that up, and I, I wasn't worried about ground beef uh, or, or like getting that dried beef from a shelf stable state because our good friend Rachel Kong who had shelf stable for the last one we did which was um, what was that? It was ground beef with stuffed oh, ground onions. beef stuffed onions. She complained that there was no way so she she used canned beef. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't want to go the extra mile that I was willing to do. He's still litigating the last wait, episode. But, wait, but, but canned beef is okay, right? That's shelf yeah, stable. Yeah, certainly fine. But it's also not nice to eat. And I, want, and, and I wanted to make something nice and also provide some kind of education to the listenership that they could do something interesting that they didn't know was possible. And as you're, as you're in, in his defense, Priya, as you're wandering the post-apocalyptic wasteland, yes. do you want to be carrying cans of beef or just some exactly. thin, thin biltong? Or if I happen to be chosen to go to the outer space with NASA, I'm allowed to bring something. <laughs> His application's out yeah. there. <laughs> uh, and I know that there's chip beef. Chip beef, if you haven't had it, something that I weirdly grew up eating when I would go down south, even though it's a more of a Yankee kind of invention, is air-dried beef that's been thinly sliced. And I knew that it was like canned, but I... I didn't know if it was jarred, so I bought some. I was completely shocked to see that it was like in a in a like a jelly jar, but it was a it was like a tight bouquet of pepperoni, like salami, like slices of beef. That were like playing cards. You showed me a picture of this. I thought when you said you bought sort of shelf stable chip beef, I thought it was going to be like one of those camping uh, packets yeah. of, of stuff, but it was. It was, yeah, it was a stack of sheets of beef. Extremely Whoa. salty, and I have to say, pretty delicious in and of itself. What is the, what is the sort you, of- you, maybe, you, Traditionally, you chop it up and cook it in a cream okay. sauce, so you'd eat it over gravy or something like that. Okay, okay. And it's like, again, like, I think it's, historically, that's it. It's, it was for, you know, 
duration, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I knew that it was salty, and with the biltong, it was also salty, but the water leached out a lot of it. So I reserved some of that water as well. I minced up the biltong. I minced up probably like a small handful of the chipped beef, and then I added it to the doner sauce. Um, everything has it. Everything else is shelf stable for the most part. Yep. The cream cheese, though, I mixed in some of that leftover biltong water, um, and I mixed it with the mozzarella already, right? So it's a powder. So on the instructions, it's like you can reconstitute with water. And and I got to say, that was a strange, strange thing. You rehydrated powdered mozzarella with biltong water. <laughs> Is that a little bit? A little bit. And then regular water. Okay. And then, like, it turns into this, like, a loose cheese sauce. Mm. Like, like a bechamel. It really looked like a bechamel. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I just added everything together, and I added the paprika. But since it's my interpretation of this recipe, I wanted to add something that was spicy because, like, I think it needed it because I, I was afraid of the sweetness. And I, I knew I love sweet in food. I really do. I love adding sugar to food. But I also wanted balanced out. And because of the flavor of the cheese – how muted it was. It didn't have that acidity. It didn't have any of that punch that I wanted. Um, and there was already vinegar, so I was going to add more vinegar than the, what the Donera uh, sauce had. I, I thought that if I elevated the heat, it would. So I added just the oil of a, from a Momofuku chili crunch to it. And I mixed it all together. And then I put it in a gratinade dish, and I baked it for 400, and then I broiled it for like five minutes. And uh, I ate it. I tasted it before I put it in the oven. I was like, you know, you heard me make fun of this recipe before we started. That's exactly how I felt. And then I was like, oh, this is fucking delicious. Mm. And then nice. after it came out, I dipped, uh, I, made, I took some tostadas out because I had that for pozole last couple weeks ago. And I, it was really good. And the house smelled unique. The house, <laughs> yeah, my house smelled weird. My house smelled very strange. And I, I, I have to say, I, I, I was tooling on this recipe. And then I said, you know what? Even if you didn't take into account the story the, the, of immigration and Halifax and how this is like a very important dish, it's basically just like a seven-layer dip with meat in it, and yeah. it's tasty. So if you just take – just just taste it. I, I recommend people making it because it's tasty. So I have a, a, a one question for you. I'm prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm fully happy to give you full marks for your for your uh, pantry only version of this thing, but I have to represent this because I know the Discord's going to go crazy. The tosadas you dipped in it are not shelf stable, though. Yeah, they're shelf stable. They weren't. Yeah, they are. Just, but like, what are we just finding a shelf? You know how old here? those tostadas were. <laughs> yeah, that can sit on a shelf for a long time. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I thought. We, oh, is I, that is that how you want to play it? Dude? I thought you were gonna have some. How about, of, some how about of, the last time where you technically didn't get your meal done in under gonna, twenty minutes? I thought you were gonna dip some lemon bread in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was gonna... again. We you should you should actually volunteer to give up your ten points from the last recipe. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was just listen. I'm trying to cover the ground. Of the I said I'm ready to I give see you the what full you're points. doing. I'm giving you full marks. Um, Pri, any other questions about Dave's pantry only version? No. no. Tell me about your fancy version. Um, I hated this assignment. I hated having to figure out how to make this thing lux because uh, I had. I, I think that it's it's again. 
trying to luxify something that is that 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 is luxify a word? If not, we should trademark it right Lux- now. We should we should make an app. Yeah, <laughs> called luxify. Luxify. I think that trying to luxify something that by Spotify is sort of defined by its or all of its characters derived from the fact that it's like the late night thing, and this is just sort yep. of a a cheap throw it together meal, and trying to overdo it. You know, can can really ruin something. So I really disliked this assignment, and um, you know, I think Dave Dave was uh, said yesterday, like, oh, trying to trying to lux this one is going to suck. So it did. Um, <laughs> so first things first, I decided to maybe rather than trying to manipulate too much to do with the recipe, I would upgrade the dipping vessel. So yep. instead of just going with tortilla chips, I went and bought a quart of duck fat and sliced a bunch of potatoes on a mandolin, <laughs> rinsed them, blanched them in water with a little vinegar, and then fried them into crispy little duck fat fried potato chips. Did you double fry them? No, I did the because the I like the I like the parboil first and then the fry because it gets all the starch off and then you can you can fry them super crispy without double frying. Um, what did you get, what did you procure? Said duck fat. I went to this insane <laughs> warehouse in North Hollywood, where they sell all these expensive, ridiculous uh, um, gourmet goods. Um, it is a weird place. It's a weird place, man. But they have every single Momofuku CPG good there. Why is that weird? I'm, I'm not saying that's weird. I'm saying the place is weird. But they have Maybe every you're single weird, Chris. I mean, that's a given. How much do you want to bet, Chris, that if you had just shopped for these groceries at, like, Erewhon, it would have come out to $150? I know. If I had just bought the normal ingredients at Erewhon, I would have hit it. I just So there was a couple things I want to do. I didn't want to just, like, overspend for – just, like, do that, just go to a more expensive store. And I didn't – you know, I think the obvious thing here would just be throw a bunch of caviar on top. Yep. Chop a bunch yep. of troubles in there. I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to try to do something a little slightly more interesting. So – I went and for the donaire sauce, which is condensed milk and white vinegar and garlic powder, I kept the garlic powder because I think as much reading as I was doing, that's sort of essential to the whole thing. I didn't, I didn't mess with it. Um, I used buttermilk instead. And for the sweetness, I kept a What kind con- of buttermilk did you use? What does that mean? What kind of buttermilk? Just whatever I could find at the store. Well, you could have gotten single utter buttermilk. <laughs> I didn't get single. Utter. I didn't get <laughs> single utter buttermilk. I didn't go for single utter. I uh, for the sweetness, I um, I kept the Canadian theme and I sweetened with maple syrup. Uh, nice, which was nice. Organic uh, or non-organic in double A, triple A, single A. From my in-laws family farm in Massachusetts. So free. Wait, yeah, but I didn't count free? that for my Cause, money because maple syrup you can like uh, you can it's really expensive. not free actually. Really... I paid fifty dollars for this jug of maple syrup uh, when I visited over the winter. Um, I bought I, I bought this little thing of <laughs> I think that I think basically it's like white balsamic, you know, which is basically just grape juice and white vinegar or wine vinegar from Modena. I tasted it. I actually didn't love it. So I actually opted for regular white vinegar in addition to this uh, uh, crazy white balsamic concoction. So that okay. was my donaire sauce. That was the sort of base of the thing. Uh, to that, I added I added some regular whipped cream cheese because I wanted to make sure I was hewing to the, the the spirit of the recipe. Then I had some fromage blanc 
that I also bought Ooh, from this nice. store, which has that same tanginess. Yeah, um, I love fromage blanc. Yeah, totally same same sort of flavor as as cream cheese. It's pronounced blank. Okay. Oh, sorry, fromage blank. <laughs> I got some fromage blank and threw that in there. Uh, let's see, what else did I do? I added I added the same um, spices, and then I wanted to I wanted to try something where. Maybe I would just not do the beef and bake part of this thing. I, I was I was about to stop here. I added for my beef flavor. <laughs> Dave is gonna hate this. I added a bunch of demi gloss <laughs> to my to my sauce, like enriched because reduced. you had that leftover from the blast challenge. Beef <laughs> stuck. No, I bought some. I bought some demi gloss. Oh, nice! And added it to, to nice? the whole that thing. Sounds terrible. <laughs> it was it was very nice. Um, so you didn't use any beef. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. It's this is not. We don't just let me get through the thing. Does not every single aspect of this has to be a has to be a a trial? I um instead of mozzarella. So I, I at that point I was like, can I stop right here? Is it done? Can I stop? I tasted it. It tasted good, but it wasn't it wasn't everything I wanted it to be. So I decided to proceed. Yeah. I bought a brick of. Kobe or just Wagyu beef, sorry. Sauteed that, added some thyme to it, some uh, uh, fresh thyme. Um, I added a little coriander too because other recipes for doner I had looked up had had coriander in them. Mm-hmm. Then I proceeded to do the regular thing. So I added the, put the ground beef in the in a little terrine. Speaking of coriander, did you know that Juliet and Jave Jacoby didn't know that coriander was cilantro. I saw this thing, man. They are on some kind of wild. I'm sorry, just as a quick ringer break, they have thrown out some wild takes. It was, did you know coriander and cilantro are the same? And then the next thing was, olive oil is not good. I know. Let, let's just stop there. <laughs> anyway, so I put the beef in the in the little terrine or casserole, covered it with like my my sauce, and then instead yeah. of mozzarella, I uh, grated a bunch of raclette. And put that Ooh, on top. Ooh, nice. Baked nice. it. Here was the here was the crazy thing. And just like you said, Dave, where you 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 looked at this recipe originally and sort of made fun of it and and, and cast some aspersions. I did the same. Then I had this crazy moment. I don't know. You guys might not have had this because you did variations. I opened up my oven, and it was so distinctly the aroma of a donor kebab it was insane it was exactly it was exactly the aroma of a donor kebab it was crazy um and i was really i was really impressed by that like i just none of these things coming together made me think this is gonna have anything to do that was like my my big fear was trying to turn the flavor of kimchi jjigae into a chip like i'm always just i just don't think that's a thing but this i was i was blown away by that um Came out of the oven ripping hot, uh, dipped these duck fat potato chips in there. I did this late at night under mild influence. Uh, and I got to say, it was pretty, pretty delicious. It was pretty, nice. pretty, pretty delicious. Um, overall, again, I feel a little wary about recommending that you try to lux this thing up. I think the original or some version of it or maybe taking bits and pieces of what I did might be interesting. But I accomplished the task. It was it surprised me with its deliciousness. Um, that was my Lux version of the Halifax Donaire dip. So it's cool. We all like got to a delicious place. Oh, I forgot to mention, I did ninety ten ground beef and whole milk mozzarella to make it extra fatty. Extra fatty. <laughs> and the coke and coconut milk, obviously, very fatty. Um, 
So, unless there's any objections, I think everybody receives their 10 base points for accomplishing their assigned task. Dave for doing pantry only, Priya for doing keto, and me for, again, spending too much money on and this Rachel thing. Rachel still gets a zero. <laughs> Rachel got zero credit last week. It's not a spoiler, actually. Priya doesn't know yeah. this, but the, the scores. She Rachel's- got four points total last week. <laughs> so. <laughs> four points. <laughs> I uh, think after wait, what what did Rachel use that wasn't shelf stable? She's frozen, frozen onion, onion rings. rings. Insane. Oh, I don't know what she was oh, thinking Rachel. there. Rachel, oh, I love Rachel. you, but what were you thinking there? Um, <laughs> and out of spite, she just gave me three points and Chris seven points. <laughs> uh, can I? So this is the point where we have to um, award points to each other for things we <clears throat> liked uh, about each recipe. So you have 10 points to distribute, Priya, between myself and Dave. Dave, 10 points for me and Priya, and I have 10 points to distribute between you two. Um, I will say, just off the bat, I think that Priya, even though it was weird, I liked the I liked your idea to try coconut milk. I thought that was a, that was that's that was a smart thing that wouldn't have occurred to me, even if it turned out to be weird. Splenda was questionable to me. And you know, ultimately, but it worked. Like it, it, I got, I got it there. Did you consider? Did you consider just having instead of like stuffing vegetables? Did you consider just crudite or just dipping vegetables in the in the stuff? I did, but I thought it was going to be better with like a vehicle of like a roasted. Like I was like, I'm going to dip carrots, and it's just going to like slide off the side. Like if I have like a roasted vegetable, like I've got like a nice hefty vehicle, and each bite has like the roasty vegetable and the the sauce. Okay. Um, I, uh, Chang, I, (laughs) the, the, as always going over the top, (laughs) leaving no doubt. I appreciate, I think that rehydrating biltong was, wait, what did you, so I I missed this part. Once the biltong was rehydrated or did you, oh, I forgot. I sauteed it. Yes. Okay. 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 But you diced it first and then rehydrated it. Okay. I was just gonna ask about that. Um, I love that move. I think that that's super cool. I think that finding those powdered cheeses. Very, 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 very interesting. Um, and I saw a picture of yours, and it just look it doesn't it doesn't look at all pantry only. It looks like a cheesy casserole that came out. Do you think that I had to stop myself from eating it? Oh, <laughs> uh, I like all those. Movies. I like I like the richness. And then you said, sorry, where did the acidity come from? It was from just from vinegar or something? The vinegar. Okay, from the donair. I think and, that, and and I I didn't I did not use paprika. That's why I, I use the the pepper oil the from oil. the chili oil. Yeah, because I didn't have cayenne pepper. Well, I like that too because I I think that the you know our favorite kebab in in Copenhagen is only really it's got com- that chili oil. Really, only complete when you, you put it. chili oil on it. You know, so I like that as a, as a reference. So those are the things I, I'm thinking about as I consider my points. Priya, what are you thinking about as you decide how to split your points up? I appreciate that uh, both of you decided to like challenge yourself with this. Um, I mean, there was no doubt in my mind that Dave was going to go like full apocalypse on this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So in many ways, Dave did not surprise me. You did exactly what I thought you would be do. But Chris, you really like you. uh, You went full on with the duck fat potatoes and the demi gloss. I really like that move. Actually, I'm sure that made it really delicious. Um, Honestly, if I were like awarding points right now, I would give five to both of you. I think you both did a great job. Really. Interesting. And you know what? I feel like it was one of those things where like 
we all, this recipe threw all of us for a loop, but look at where we all ended up in uh, a good Chang, place. Chang, what are you thinking? I, again, I thought everybody did their jobs and, and they spent time making it and, and, and thought into it. But <clears throat> I'm putting that aside and know that that's what I'm judging it on from here on out, it's not part of the point equation. Just FYI, all right? So don't take any of what I'm about to say personal. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just like what he just said is the long form of, I don't mean to be offensive, but. <laughs> yeah, but I'm about to say something really offensive. I think that um, there are protein chips for keto that are made out of actually like the meat of animals. Like there's a chicken one. And there are also ones that just sell chicken skins that are very keto that you could have found. But since you don't eat meat that much, Priya, probably not something that was top of mind. Um, <clears throat> I was also thinking that Ooh, instead just of you. Chichar- just chicharron. Oh, chicharron would cow. be great. Pork rind. Um, again, but like. She does. She's not going to eat. No, that. no. I'm just. I'm not. It's not like anti-priya. I'm just saying that sounds. Delicious. I think that sounds. I also. I also think that like. I also think that like. I was thinking of something that would complement this dip really well, and like, animal fat on more animal fat. Like I thought of something like that. It just like did not appeal to me, and I was like, I feel like I need a more like, a base that's going to complement this like very rich fatty dip. I think on the coconut milk. I think there are other alternatives, and I think part of it, it was sort of like the interpretation of this. If it's keto, like, are there natural ways to add sweetness? And then I think coconut, yeah, but for me, I probably wouldn't have done that because coconut flavor is is like white pepper flavor to me. It is something that is delicious, but it's going to, like, hide everything else. It's a, it's a pronounced flavor. Very pronounced. So I probably would have just done whipped cream or cream even though you said you didn't want to, or made a mayonnaise, <laughs> like, or use egg yolks to, to incorporate that since it's like a dip anyway. And again, keto, keto people tend to not mind eating super fatty things. Um, and that was it on that. On say, yours, say one nice thing to Prius. Oh, I thought it was great. Mm. Okay. I thought it was smart. Okay. But uh, look at that smile. She's it was so also proud. like, I she feel like, it. well, it's also like Dave, like, I feel like I did a very like me adaptation of this. Yeah, that's you know? it. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say is, very which is why I want to bring up the alternatives in case somebody was listening that does eat more meats than vegetables. That's all, Chris. Okay. Just wonder. Very, very, just, you know, great relationship we got going on. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? <laughs> uh, Chris, I think that with $150, again, this is post my vote. Gabby, did I not vote? I already sent in my vote. Oh, okay, okay. All right. I think making your own chips was un- maybe sort of unnecessary, right? Because that's like such a not part of the main recipe. And you could have done that. And I think you did that out of sort of fear that you didn't know what exactly was going to happen. We spoke about this a little bit yesterday. I think you should have just used all fresh ingredients. The powder bit to me was like, truly? I was like, you can't use garlic powder. Uh, I hear that. You could have done like black garlic or something like that. I thought about doing black garlic. Ooh, I thought about doing all a of good that. Idea. I think that uh, I, I I was very um, garlic confit. Yeah. So instead of making the duck fat chips, you could have just done garlic confit. Yes. So here's what. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I was trying to find the middle ground between what I have found from a as a two times Lux competitor is that Lux just truly means enormous pain in the ass. <laughs> Because Lux is effort. The real investment is yeah. effort. And so I was trying yeah. to find some middle ground. But I hear you. I think I think fresh 
spices, fresh ingredients, fresh aromatics would, would have luxified it. Um, I think on the sweetness level, too, you didn't have to use condensed milk, but use maple syrup. I thought that was really clever and smart. Thank you. That's probably the most clever ingredient I think you've ever done. But he didn't pay for it. Like he didn't pay well, for it. Technically, as part of he's his saying bill. he did. So, like a loophole, like on his taxes. Okay, <laughs> I was at the level even with the free maple syrup that I did buy. Um, and I I think making it into the a dip itself is probably not what I would have done on the Lux. I probably would have tried to make it as a composed dish with fresh vegetables. Same. Um, yeah. and since you use raclette, right? I probably would have done that like a raclette dish Mm -hmm. that's traditionally done. I would have had, I might have pickled some vegetables in the donaire sauce, and that would have been my donaire sauce in and of itself, the donaire sauce infused in the vegetables. Because if you get raclette in Swiss uh, food, it's pickles with Mm -hmm. beef. Mm -hmm. I would have just done the Wagyu with the pickled vegetables in the donaire sauce. And then melted raclette over it, and your dish is done with the vegetable. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there was. It'll yes. look cool. I think it'll be pretty good. I think I might do it. I think that I think that if you did this in a yes, for sure. My my my, I considered breaking this out of the sort of dip format as well, and doing a more composed dish. Again, I'm not gonna lie. Part of it was just laziness, <laughs> but part of it was but also you, part of it was also I didn't want chips. I didn't want to yeah I know that was my effort, but part of it was yes I, I totally agree that you could you could take these core ingredients. One thing I thought of was like oh instead of just doing the, my first the first place my brain went when I when I wanted to consider this dish was instead of using ground beef you know I wanted to create some analogous thing to you know those thin shaves of of gyro meat or whatever and I thought oh if I actually had thinly sliced wagyu. And I could do like mm-hmm. a quick sear and then have this as a composed thing. At one yeah. point I thought, let me take these thin strips of of Wagyu, <laughs> sear them, put whatever version of this Donaire sauce is into an EC gun, and then pipe that on top would have been a thing. And the other idea I had was to incorporate if so I, I'm now envisioning like a a, a casserole like dish, a gratin dish with the pickled vegetables infused with Donaire sauce, the roasted Wagyu meat. And then you know, the raclette melted over it. You know, you still have to incorporate the cream cheese. So this is where it gets a little like chefy. So when I see Lux, it's more like t- pan the ass and what are like esoteric techniques. Right. I probably would have added a percentage of sodium citrate that prevents the cheese from coagulating and keeps it melted. Raclette works extremely well with the c- citrate as well to make like a cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. And I would have mounted in cream cheese. Instead mm-hmm. of Philadelphia, I would have done whipped cream cheese, so it's a lot easier to fold in. I used whipped cream cheese, yeah, but it, you're saying like into like a fondue, basically into a fondue, and I would have poured that over table side. Or we could have kept the dip thing, and you could have, like I said, done thin strips done of beef and done fondue. fondue literally either way, fondue. yeah. So like, that's, I if you said this was like a fondue, done, that would have been super cool as well. But again, again, all of this to me is screaming Switzerland, right? Less Halifax. <laughs> I think the raclette took us there, but yes, I think I think if you if I had done this as See, a was just that so mean? Well, that was being fucking as a mean. literal fondue would have been a donaire fondue would be cool actually. That's what it, that's what we're really, really getting good. at is a donaire fondue. Basically, what I want to say if I did it, mine probably would have been cooler and better. <laughs> that's always what he. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, always what he basically what, what, wants to what, say. <laughs> what I'm what I'm getting at is like Dave's feedback is like if you didn't do exactly what I would have done. But I actually so that's up. I'm not I'm not even mad about because I think that what's interesting is. 
both with this one and with the last one, I, I've, I've realized that what's interesting and what we should actually do, Chang, is I think the version that you just created is iterative on like, oh, Raclette takes us to fondue and like takes you to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, trying to create some Lux version of this thing in a bubble makes no sense. But if I said to Dave, hey, here's what I did, I think you taking it to the next level actually brings it And that's it to what I'm thinking. When place. I think about this, when I think about Lux, I was like, okay, it's like a like a, a competition show thing. It's like, how do I take this and make it as good as it needs to be where I would serve it in a restaurant? Right. And I in my head, I'm like, oh, I can make this into a dish and this is honestly why I love reading recipes from home cooks, per se, because they're coming from an angle that's not uh, influenced by what's cool or AI-driven or anything like this. Like, you're not going to find – AI will never, ever, ever in yeah. our lifetimes find a recipe that is as personal as this story about a half-Filipino, half-Persian woman married to the whitest guy on the planet on the whitest island in the world, you know, Prince Edward Island – and like to celebrate that food and that culture and to have something that is an evolution telephone game from Greece, which came from Lebanon. Right. Which then yeah. comes to whatever, bring, like your experience, my experience, personal experience, like that's impossible. Which is why we were talking about on the, day, the our podcast, like doing you is the best thing to that's differentiate you yourself from. That's the, all that's, the, that's the, all the that's left with the computers. Yeah. Um, Priya, are you sticking to your point distribution? Can we get to the scores here? Yeah, I think okay. so. I mean, I will say that like my my framework is definitely not like making something into like a restaurant worthy dish. It's like using the limitations to make something that would like serve you better as a home cook. I feel like that's how I'm thinking about this. Um, all right. So I have <laughs> I have the point totals here. I'm sorry. I'm just doing some quick calculation because I also want to give a season long oh, update as well. Uh we each received 10 points for the base level accomplishment. Priya received a five and a four from her competitors, giving her a total of 19 points. I received 10, five, and five, giving me a total of 20 points. And Dave, for those who can't do math and who are still uh, are suspended here, got 10, five, and six for a winning score. Of 21 this week. Wow. Thank you. Uh, Dave, you're the you're the week's champion. Now that we have now that Priya has done her episode, I can give totals for everybody if we want to do a can season. We, can we update. Re- reveal something here about the points? What's that? Priya, I did not give you four points. I give you five and five. <laughs> oh, as in like Chris was I, the one who gave me four points. I gave yeah. four and I gave Dave six. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Wow! Just kinda, wow! Right. Wow. This is the this is a, the a new rivalry emerges. Yeah. <laughs> I had to throw Chris under the bus Korea. there because oh, yeah, we I, have so much more colluding to do. Let's please not let this get in the way of, of our dark plans. Please, please. Okay? I mean, like that is that is a very symbolic one, a very loaded one. That's all I wanted to leave out there. I did hand. Otherwise, otherwise we would have just had a three way tie. We didn't know that. But the, the tie would have gone to the guest. I'm okay the losing to Priya. I lose to her all the time. <laughs> in life, in the <laughs> recipe club, across the board. So let's do a quick season-long update. We have some – we've got some updates we've got to do here, some final business. So Dave, across three episodes, has received 63 points for a average score – I think average is how we're going to have to play this – an average score of 21. Uh, I have – 
let's see, been on four episodes for an average of 19.75 points. Uh, Priya, your your one episode average stands now at 19. Uh, John DeBerry, 21 points on one episode. Brian, also 21 points. So there's a three-way tie for first place right now. Where's Rachel? And Rachel, with a two-episode average of 12 points, <laughs> is currently... <laughs> Currently, the basement dweller here. At the, the okay, honestly, I stick to my prediction that I think this is John DeBerry's season. I really think the the chaos of the wheel is is really going to work in his favor. Well, he did receive seven points from Dave in episode one for using two 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 packages of sausages instead of one, so it might be his season to lose. Um, so that's that's where things stand right now. Dave, Dave, John, and Brian tied for first. Uh, Priya, or I'm in second, Priya's in third, and, and Rachel is uh, the caboose. Um, we have one more order of business before we can let everybody go here. Priya, you're, the next time you're on the show, you're going mm-hmm. to be cooking with canned tomatoes. We're going to get into all of the various choices uh, or, or options that were presented to you. Um, should we reveal the recipe now? We reveal the yeah, recipe. Yeah, why not? We don't do it. We we do the wheel and then we... Well, we, she already picked the recipe. Ah, okay, yes. So it's Ruth Lee's Pork Belly J-Yuk Orzo. What? J-Yuk? Yeah. Juke. Ju- it says J- I don't know. What is it? I think she's making Pork Belly Juke with Orzo. Oh. Oh, it's Juke. Exactly. Kanji. Yeah. It's Juke, okay. Yeah. I've never she's seen that. She's making Juke with Orzo. Uh, so it's it's a it's an orzo porridge with pork belly. Is what we're talking about here. I don't here? know if it's or it's not juke. It may be j- like a boiled pork belly with orzo. I'm not sure exactly. It's some sort of pork belly with orzo situation here. The dish is called j- uh, jeok bokum. I chose this because uh, it was like the felt like super out there, and it felt like there were a lot of like tweaks and twists and turns the recipe could take. I'm like not a big pork belly person, but I know Chris and Dave are big pork belly people. So I was like, I'm going to challenge myself and uh, see if uh, I can like pork belly. Calling us big pork belly people is hurtful. In many that's, ways. Why, that's actually why <laughs> she chose pork belly for that, just so that line right joke. there. This is going to be Priya's spin to find out her wheel of death constraint. I'm going to go for it, Chang. Oh, I just want people to see this. Can you see it, guys? All right. They're giving me a thumbs up. All right. Are you ready, Priya? What are you hoping for here? Uh, What am I hoping for? Vegan. Uh, vegan. Yeah. <laughs> I think vegan would With be great. With pork belly? Good luck. All right. Round and round the wheel goes. Priya will be making this pork belly dish keto. Again. Again, are, keto. Again? Oh, man. That orzo, well, I guess pork belly is going to be a problem. Pork belly is yeah. easy. The orzo. Yeah, pork belly is keto. I'm not worried about that. Actually, I think this dish is relatively easy. You might have some issues with the gochujang flavoring, but I think you could reverse engineer that and and you know not use the sweetness. But there is a certain amount of sweetness that's necessary. But you could probably use some kind of like berry juice or something. Mm. I'm not sure. And we've already sworn off cauliflower rice. So don't resort to that. I'm absolutely absolutely not. Right, using this can be my spin. Rice. My spin for this dish will be my Lux. Please not Lux again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, did you get Lux again? <laughs> 
Yes. Oh no. I think people who haven't gotten it, like Brian, uh, like people want it. It's not. It's a curse. <laughs> All right, Chang, spin. Under twenty. Under twenty. I want you to get pantry only. Do we want to do that what? Again? This is crazy. We have that's to abide same, by the wheel. The same, we we like, gotta abide by the rules. I know exactly what I'm gonna do, do too. Spam. <sighs> Spam. That's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Um, all right. So that is that's that's something to look forward to in a couple of weeks' time when Priya returns to the show. We'll be making canned tomatoes, uh, keto style, lux style, and shelf stable style. Uh, make sure you sign up for the Discord so you can spin this wheel for yourself and you can see exactly how fucking hard this is. Rate, subscribe to our podcast, please. Give us five stars. It really does matter. Uh, and we will talk to you all very soon. Thanks, guys. Pantry only again. <laughs> it's a curse. Thanks, Bria. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, PK. 